Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thirty-six on the morning show. Welcome back in. Let's say good morning to Secretary of State John Merrill. How are you? Good morning, my friend. How y'all doing? Ah, oh, pretty good. We live in crazy times, that's for sure. Understatement of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you heard about our situation in Huntsville last night. No, tell me. I have not seen the news this morning. Now I, I knew that there were some things that were happening throughout the day that were not positive, but I did not get a full report on everything that occurred. Well, we uh, had tell a, me about what happened. So Monday we had a protest, and it was uh, peaceful uh, at the beginning, and then they were their permit was time was over, and they were told to go home. They didn't go home. Uh, let me rephrase that. Most of them went home. About 150 people stayed behind and uh, refused to leave and... An hour and a half later, you know, the Huntsville police and others had to disperse them with tear gas. So there was another protest last night uh, sponsored by the NAACP, and uh, it was over at 630. It was completely peaceful during their permit time, and then they were told to go home. And uh, Most did. Most went home, and then another bunch uh, did not go home and walked over to the courthouse, you know, broke some windows along the way, and... Uh, more tear gas and riot. Broke some windows on the square? No, no, no. Uh, co- uh, coffee. Coffee clutch or clutch. something. Yeah. Uh, that's and It's just off the square. Just off the square, yeah. yeah. Okay, and yeah, I know where it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so, there was more tear gas, and uh, it took them a while to disperse. So, you know, our interpretation of this is don't give them any more permits because the peaceful protest part is working out good it's the ones that are staying over and then uh there were and this is going on all over the country where they're delivering bricks to different oh, yes. protest sites and they did that last night yeah, in huntsville that, that happened well. in huntsville so uh the police are going to have a uh, press conference later today but uh between that and uh having everybody kneel which is to renounce yeah, what's their, up with that well this started uh, over the weekend, and yeah, because I saw the the deal about uh, Mayor Battle, and yeah. somebody said, "Look, will you kneel with us?" and and he said, "Look, he when did. they asked me that, I just thought they were saying, will you show solidarity that we need to have a right. good attitude about what's going on and have a peaceful um, event?'" And so that's why I did what I did. I, I well, mean, in that what he says. Yeah, that's what he said, but he was being played because it was happening all over the country. And so what they're doing is they're asking police and elected leaders to kneel uh, in front of them, but then they're laughing at them, saying, look at this. In fact, Corey, can you pull up that uh, first, can you pull up those two uh, Mm -hmm. clips that we played earlier? I want you to hear something. So now it's an ongoing thing that white people now have to kneel and renounce their white privilege. 
and uh, they're going up to people and making them kneel. And I mean, this is this is ridiculous. I mean, it's you know, gotten I, to the I don't point. know. Uh, uh, they, they're probably not familiar with the story of the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Because oh. uh, there, there's a story in the Bible about them supposed to honor the God of the time for them, but they honored the Lord God Almighty. And so they were thrown into the fiery furnace, uh, which the Lord rescued them from. They, they're probably not familiar with the story of Daniel either, who oh, was right. thrown in lines then because he refused to kneel and honor that God of that time. And, and let me tell you something. Daniel came back with this. And this is what needs to be understood. He said, the God that I serve will deliver me from this. But even if he doesn't, I know that he's greater than the God that they're serving. And he shut the jaws of those lines, and he was delivered from the pit. And we're going to be delivered from this, too, but we can't forget what our central focus is. I want you to listen to, this was in Maryland. There were hundreds of white people there, and uh, they were all kneeling uh, and with their hands up, and they were taking a pledge. Go ahead, Corey. About racism, anti-blackness, or violence. About racism, anti-blackness, or violence. All right, so I'm not going pl- to play the whole thing, but I just wanted you to hear that they were repeating uh, and they were uh, renouncing their white privilege. And then this, oh girl, then this girl, I mean, it's a cult now. And then this girl uh, was approached by a Black Lives Matter guy. You're just walking down the street and told she had to kneel. Go ahead. I work for Black Lives Matter. I'm sorry that I scared you. Okay. But since I work for that company, my CEO has told me to come out today and to bring you on your knees because you have white privilege. So if they see that a white person is getting on their knees, that shows solidarity for the situation. The situation. And could you just please apologize for, you know, for your white privilege? Just apologize. I am. I'm trying to think of the right She's now on her knees. She's now on her knees. And she's saying, well, what do you want me to say? Go ahead, Corey. This country. I'm incredibly, I'm incredibly sorry. She, she was saying, I'm incredibly sorry, but she didn't know what to say. And, yeah, she was scared to death. Now That is so crazy. I mean, I, I tell you what it reminds me of. It reminds me of those depictions that we saw in When Hell Was in Session and the movie about Senator McCain's life. Of course, When Hell Was in Session was about Senator Denton's life and their time in Vietnam when they were POWs and what they required them to do in order to renounce their Americanism and uh, their exceptionalism being citizens of the United States. I mean, it would never cross my mind to have somebody of a different color kneel in front of me. I mean, most people, the majority of people in this country are good people, and they would never ever think about telling somebody of a different race that they had to kneel in front of them and take a pledge. I mean, this has gotten out of hand. Uh, l- l- let me tell you something. They, they're not going to try that in uh, in Jones Valley, okay? Uh, they, they're not going to try that in uh, uh, Marshall County. 
they, they're not going to try that if they start moving down to DeKalb and they go over to Scottsboro, uh, they go up to Henniger. Let, let, let them try that up there, and let's see what happens. It's a crazy time, that's for sure. Uh, and the looting and the rioting and uh, the people, everybody that was arrested, the 600-something people who were arrested in New York City for, for looting and rioting, they were let out the next morning uh, because of the no-bail law. <laughs> Good Lord. So they just go out and do it again. Uh, but thank you for being with us. We want to... Sorry, we got off on this, but it's been very no, it's disconcerting. Right. Uh, but we did want to talk about, and we'll talk again, I'm sure, uh, soon about this, but what is the deadline to get your absentee ballot? The deadline to make an application for your absentee ballot is July the 9th. The 9th, okay. Uh, we're, uh-huh, we're a little bit over 30-some-odd days uh, to have an opportunity to get that. And of course, it's real easy. Tony, all you got to do is go to our website and download it at alabamavotes.gov, or they can call in, in Madison County, they can call Deborah Kaiser at the circuit clerk's office, and she'll mail them one. Uh, they can call our office at 334-242-7200, and we'll mail them one. But it, it's real simple to get it. And then you have to successfully complete it, uh, return a copy of your valid photo ID, and then they'll mail you the ballot. And then you cast your ballot for the candidate of your choice. It has to be returned no later than July the 13th by mail or in person. Okay. Um, I, don't know, I, I'm, I don't know what I did with it. I printed it off the other day so I could read it to you. But it was I'm sure you see a lot of these things that are sent out by uh, Democrats and other groups that are saying how horrible you are, what a horrible person you are, and how hard you're making it for people to vote. <laughs> well, look... We've had this conversation several times, and and these uh, ill-informed, uninformed, or ignorant people are entitled to their own opinion, but they're not entitled to their own facts. And since January the nineteenth, two thousand fifteen, we've registered one million five hundred seventeen thousand eight hundred eighty-eight new voters. We now have a state record three million five hundred ninety-four thousand six hundred ninety-five registered voters. Those numbers are unprecedented and unparalleled in the history of our state. Per capita, we've done more than any state in the Union. New York, Colorado, California, Nevada, you call all 49 other states out, and we are doing more than they're all doing. And, and at the same time, even with our stringent voter ID laws, we are breaking records for voter participation. And I'm so excited about that. You know, um, the difference, explain again the difference between an absentee ballot, because they conflate the two, and sure, and ma- a direct mail-in ballot. And mail-in ballots, yes. Sure. This is the thing that needs to be remembered by people that are trying to discern what's happening here, is an absentee ballot has safeguards in place that ensure the credibility and integrity of the process, the transparency, making sure that whenever the voter that's a registered voter receives that ballot, that there's a process that's been gone through to make sure that that individual gets the ballot that they're supposed to get and then can vote for the candidate of their choice. The difference with that in the mail direct mail-in ballot is every 
registered voter receives a ballot mailed to their address on their voter registration list. Now, first of all, that list has not been vetted, not properly vetted, since January of 2017 because it's required by law to be done every four years. And some states wait until they're told to do it before they do it. Now, we do it on a daily basis, and you've heard me say that, and as I just told you, I mean, we've registered, but we update our list every day because when people pass away, if they move out of state, uh, if they move from county to county, if they are incarcerated for crimes of moral turpitude, they lose their right to vote. At that point, those individuals have to be removed from the voter roll. So we do that on a constant and consistent basis. Now, when those ballots are mailed to those people, if there's a problem with the list, which there can be, then you end up with a situation like they had in California where 83 ballots were mailed to one person at one address. Or you end up like they did in Clark County, Nevada, where thousands of ballots were mailed to the wrong addresses and they got the wrong ballots. Now, they can still return those ballots uh, by having voted them and doing whatever they want to do with them. That's a problem. Let me tell you something. Three states in the union are recognized as premier leaders in the area of direct mail balloting. Colorado, Oregon, and Washington. And those three states will tell you that in order to initiate this process, the ballots that are already being returned in your election administration process should be at about a 60% clip on those that are being returned by mail, 60%. Okay. So some of the people that are listening are now thinking, well, where's Alabama on that list? Well, Alabama's at 4%. So we've got 56% higher threshold to reach before we should even initiate the process that takes five years to fully implement. Okay. Not five months, five years. And I will tell you this, too, just so you know, our neighbors in Kentucky, they're at 2%. Tennessee, they're at 2%. So we're a long ways from even considering that. And because of the things that are in place that don't even allow us to be able to have a proper administration of the effort, it's not even a conversation we should be having. Yeah. You know, and the more they push this, uh, that, you know, because I'm correct, right, that you're just, they're just sending ballots to every person in the state, right? That's right whether That's they're right. a registered look, voter or not. No, no, no. They have to be a registered voter because okay. they have to have a way to contact them. And okay. the only way to use a list like that is by having the, the list of registered voters. Okay. But it's not necessarily an updated voting right. list. You know, if you go back and you talk about what happened to Congressman Brooks back in August of 2017 when he had to vote a provisional ballot, when he went to vote in person for himself in that special U.S. Senate election, it happened because he had not updated his information. And the the instance that you've given me now would show that anybody, whether they had updated their data or not, was going to be getting a ballot mailed to them and sometimes multiple ballots. Yeah. But let, let me share this, too, Tony, because I think this is so important for your listeners to know. People ask me from time to time, John, how much does it cost to run an election? Well, the proper administration of the three segments of an election, the primary, the runoff, 
and the general is a total of $16.5 million. It's about $5.5 million per segment, okay? okay? Now, do you know how much it costs to run a direct mail balloting effort for one segment? How much? $18,811,000 for one segment. So you're talking about the difference between $60 million for a direct mail-in balloting effort and $16 million for the regular administration of the election that we're currently coordinating. That's a difference of $44 million. And let me tell you something. Even a liberal Democrat can find a way to waste $44 million more effectively than that. Tell you what, that's and you know, I mean, the fraud, like you say, you know, mailed to, to every registered voter. They may not live there anymore. Uh, they, that's right. They may be dead. They may have. Uh, I mean, there's. They may be in prison. Who knows what has happened to that person? That's right. And anybody. And then you add the ballot harvesting on top of it. Explain that. And it's a major problem because with the ballot harvesting, what you see, especially in direct mail efforts, is you see people that are collecting ballots either uh, through contrition or through volition or because they're being compensated for it. And they take those ballots in a group of them. They actually will mark the ballots in some instances, and then they take them and return them to a central polling sites. Now, in Alabama, with your absentee ballot, you can't even turn in your husband's ballot or your wife's ballot or your children's ballot. The only way you can turn in a ballot is by you doing it in person through the absentee process or through the U.S. mail or another mailing service. And that's because we passed a law last year that allows another service to be used, FedEx, UPS, GSL, whatever it happens to be. Well, I know that, uh, so July 9th uh, is, uh, you better do it before July 9th because, you know, you got to ask for a ballot, right? That's right. And that's then, right. And then you got to get it and mail it and then get the ballot and mail it back. So people better that's get right. on this right away. We have the link on our website, uh, by the way, so that people can go there as well. But again, thank you so much for being with us, and I know we're going to talk to you before before the deadline again. But man, just guys, y'all are not so nice to reach out. I always enjoy being on the air with you. Let me know how I can be helpful to you and your listeners anytime. Thank they you. They can so always much. reach me on my cell at three three four three two eight two seven eight seven or at the office. Yeah, you know, very few people give out their cell numbers on the air. Well, very few people give me the amount of time y'all give me to try to help your listeners, and I'm honored to do so. I bet you get some nasty phone calls, don't you? You have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. But you're doing the right thing, and always have. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Secretary of State, John Merrill. A good fellow. Who is a great guy, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Be interesting to see if he runs for governor. Yeah, it would. You know, so just saying. All right, we got a lot to do. We'll be right back. WBHP. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.